Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. In this episode, I'm going to continue our conversation from yesterday. Our conversation about weight loss for women versus weight loss for men. In yesterday's episode, I gave a little introduction into more like kind of theoretical reasons why there's a difference. In today's episode, I'm actually going to give you some practical weight loss tips um, that wouldn't work necessarily well for men, but will work extraordinarily well for women. And uh, a lot of these tips are going to be drawn from my own just personal, I mean, how I personally, uh, how I lost weight. So we'll do that in this episode. But in case this is your first time tuning in, my name is Lene Urban. I am a nutrition and lifestyle coach. And rest-based weight loss gives you the tools to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. When I started my weight loss journey four and a half years ago, that going on five years ago now, and it's the weight loss journey that like ended all weight loss journeys. Do you know what I mean? Because for eight years, I was battling with my weight off and on, struggling with weight loss and weight gain and um, stubborn baby fat and all of those things. And so... Uh, I I did that for eight years, that back and forth, those ups and downs. And so when I say I started my weight loss journey four four and a half years ago, I'm talking about the journey that ended all journeys. Um, But one of the things that I learned, because I was so fascinated by the fact that this was working so well for me, when everything else that I had tried the eight years prior had not worked at all, uh, what I discovered is that weight issues are imbalance issues. If you are struggling with weight, if you're trying to lose weight, if you've gained a bunch of weight and you have to lose it, the reason why you gained the weight in the first place was because of very specific imbalances in your lifestyle. So whether that was imbalances in your eating, imbalances in your movement, in your, in your exercise, imbalances in your sleep, Um, imbalances in your stress levels and your stress hormones, all of those things there. And there are a variety of things, a variety of lifestyle factors that contribute to the imbalance uh, that impacts the metabolism and allows weight to start piling on. And so for weight to be able to come off in a way that that will never come back, then those imbalances have to be dealt with. They have to be tackled by the root. They have to be burnt up by the root. And then transformation in those particular lifestyle habits need to be changed. If that is the route that you use to lose weight, then the weight loss will just come off without you even trying. And uh, it'll actually stay off. It'll actually stay off for the rest of your life. So I would encourage you definitely to follow and subscribe because in every episode, I'm going to give you little nuggets here and there, little pieces here and there, little puzzle pieces. There isn't going to be one episode that's going to give you the magic key and the magic formula because there are so many keys and so many formulas that make up what's going to work specifically for you. So keep listening, keep coming back because I may just mention something that might trigger a thought or trigger an idea in one of these episodes that might just be the key that um, that just breaks the whole thing open for you. You never know. So that's why I want you to subscribe and keep following, okay? All right. So weight loss for women, the way that we women, the way that we have to approach weight loss, and once again, this is effortless weight loss that stays off forever. The way that we approach weight loss uh, is from a hormonal perspective. 
we have to approach weight loss hormonally first. So we don't approach weight loss from a calorie perspective. We don't approach weight loss from a macro perspective. We don't approach weight loss from uh, a, a diet perspective. We don't approach weight loss from an exercise perspective. We don't, we don't, that's, no, we don't do that. Why? Because I mentioned in yesterday's episode that all of those strategies all of those strategies out there where, you know, you go on this diet, you do this exercise, you count this many calories, you eat this many macros. All of that is based on studies that were performed on 21, 22-year-old male athletes like 50 or 60 years ago. Okay? We are not 22-year-old male athletes. So our metabolisms are completely different from them. Our hormones, the hormones that uh, allow a 22-year-old male to have the kind of, you know, body and shape and physical fitness that he does, we don't have, we don't have that same hormonal makeup. So not, that doesn't work for us women. Um, what it does for some people is it provides temporary weight loss. But one of the statistics that I throw out there frequently is the fact that 95% of people who lose weight gain it back within two years. Here's another fun fact. 66% of those people actually gain back more weight than they lost. So with that being said, women, we have to approach our weight loss from a hormonal standpoint, from a hormonal perspective. What am I talking about? I'm talking about all of the little messengers that our bodies produce naturally on their own that have some sort of direct or indirect impact on when where, why, and how we either gain weight or lose weight. I'm not going to go into all of the hormones. I'm not going to go into all the science. We'll be here all day and you'll get bored. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you like what to do. I'm going to tell you how to eat. I'm going to tell you how to exercise. Okay. We're going to start there. So how do you eat? Number one, every time you eat, you have to make sure that you're full. It does not matter what you're eating. I, and I say that with a little grain of salt. It doesn't matter what you're eating. What matters is when you get up from your plate, you have to feel like you've had enough. You have to feel satiated, period. So a lot of people that start a diet, they're like, oh, I'm going to go, go keto. I'm going to go paleo. I'm going to cut out all carbs. I'm going to cut out all sugars, all refined grains. I'm going to just cut out these large food groups of things, um, you know, and I'm going to eat this way and, and super clean and I'm going to do, that's not the, that's not the place that you need to start. The place that you need to start is what specifically can I eat that will allow me to feel full at the end of every single meal? That's where we start. Okay. Because we're tackling the hormone, we're tackling a hormone that if this hormone's needs aren't met, and this is a hormone that controls uh, uh, our hunger levels. If this hormone's needs aren't met, then it's only going to be a matter of time. It can be three or four days. It could be two weeks. It could be 28 days. It could be uh, 12 weeks. It could be all the way up to six months. At some point, this hormone is going to become so imbalanced that it's going to drive you to overeat and to binge. Okay? So we want to make sure that every meal that we get up from after we finish eating, we want to make sure that we feel full. 
Now, how do we do that and still actually manage to change our bodies and lose weight? Well, we have to look at the macronutrients that are in charge of fullness. Um, I'm going to do an episode on this at some point, but uh, every food that we eat has to be assigned a role. Every decision that we make with food must be assigned a very specific role to play in our diet. Okay, and one of the roles that that food has to play is the role of making us helping us feel full. Now, the only macronutrients that bring the feeling of fullness are protein, fiber, and water. And when I say water, I'm talking about yes, drinking water, but I'm also talking about eating water. So water that comes in, you know, that uh, fruits and vegetables that have high water contents, broths, um, uh, soups, you know, the water that you can also eat. So protein, fiber, and water. Those are the macronutrients that bring fullness now, I have to insert here, there's another, macronutrient that, there's another macronutrient that brings fullness, and that macronutrient is carbohydrates. But because the next step, after looking at fullness, because the next step will then be to look at um, making sure that we're not overeating and not eating too much, eating too much more than our bodies need, what we want to do is we want to make sure that the majority of our carbohydrates come from fruits and vegetables and not anything else. Does that mean that uh, you have to cut out like all other types of carbs, like simple carbs, like the breads and the pastas? Do you have to eliminate that completely? No, absolutely not. We're going to talk about that in the next role that food needs to fulfill. Uh, but what we want to do is for fullness sake, when we're talking about the role of fullness, we want the carbohydrates to come from fruits and vegetables mostly. Okay? Protein, fiber, water, and complex carbohydrates. Let's call it that, okay? That is where fullness comes from. Now, because our primary focus of eating is to be full, what does that mean? That means that the majority of the food on your plate must be made up of these macronutrients. And I don't care what I don't care what it is. And what about red meat and what about, you know, um non-organic turkey and what about this? I I don't care about any of that. When we're talking about weight loss, if it fits if it fits these macronutrients that I just mentioned, Okay, if it falls within the category of these macronutrients that I mentioned, then those foods play the role of fullness. And from every meal, every single meal that you eat, you have to walk away from that meal feeling full. Okay, now the next step next to fullness, which is just as important as fullness, is feeling satiated. What does that mean? That means that you walk away, you walk away from your plate and you feel full, but you also feel satisfied. It's very hard to put into words to articulate the difference between feeling full and feeling satisfied. Um, Let's say you were starving 
right? You're super hungry and you ordered a large pizza just for yourself. Now, at some point after eating maybe half the pizza on your own, you you would think that you feel full, right? Because your stomach would be all bloated and uh, you would have these feelings of like regret <laughs> mixed with pleasure because that pizza was so delicious, right? But what you're not actually, you're not actually feeling fullness. Why? Because uh, pizza doesn't have any of those macronutrients that I just mentioned. What you are feeling instead is you're feeling satisfaction. You're feeling like this thing hit the spot. So what we want to do is we want to transfer that feeling of satisfaction onto our plate. So the majority of our plate will make up meeting our fullness needs And then we need just a little section of the plate that will make up the satisfaction need. And what falls under satisfaction? Fat, healthy fats, good fats, just fat in general, fat period, salt, and or sugar. Okay? Fat, salt, and or sugar. So what does that look like from a practical perspective? It looks like if you are, uh, if you're going with fullness, right? And you put all of the foods on your plate that are going to make you full. The way to add uh, satisfaction to that plate is to season that food up with the best seasonings, the best tasting seasonings you could possibly find. No bland food. Okay, you cook that food to perfection. You season it beautifully. And you make it taste wonderful. Okay? For women, weight loss, when we're talking about food, when we're talking about diet, the first step is feeling full. The second step is feeling satisfied. Fullness comes from protein, fiber, and water. Satisfaction comes from fat, salt, and or sugar. Okay? Unfortunately, I ran out of time again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So guess what? We're going to make this a three-part series. In tomorrow's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about exercise now. How to exercise like a woman. How to exercise like a woman that will allow weight loss very specifically to that will allow you to take advantage of weight loss from a hormonal perspective if you approach exercise from a very very specific way a way that works wonderfully for women and may not work so well for men all right so we're going to do that in tomorrow's episode and I'm sorry again that we ran out of time once again this has been another episode of the rest-based weight loss podcast series I'm your host Lene Urban And I can't wait to talk to you next time.